Um, we're going to be in Luke 10. We'll be starting at verse 38. Let's just pray. Let's pray that the Lord will minister to us tonight. We ain't just come here just to come to church. We want to be spoken to by the Lord, don't we? That's the reason why we come. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we're able to come around your word. And we just pray that as we, we go through your scripture tonight, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will, will take your word and put it into our hearts, my God. That, Lord, that we'd be able to live your word, to, to get to know you more, my God. And we pray if there's anyone in this place that don't know you, Lord, that they accept you in their heart to be their Lord and Saviour. Your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Right, Luke 10, verse 38, it says, Now it happened... As they, as they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which, and that which will not be taken away from her. So, it's a famous story, I think, one of the sermons I've heard preached loads of times. But before we start and go through it, what we must clear up is what it's not. Martha was a servant. You know, she shouldn't be condemned for serving the Lord. It's not service against worshipping the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that, to serve the Lord. She weren't condemned for that. All right? Mary was a servant. The scripture tells us that she served as well. We get this thinking in our head that you either got to be a Mary or a Martha. But that's not what we're going to, this is not what it's teaching. What it's teaching is, and this is the question that, Every one of us has got to ask herself in this place. Have you been spending time with Jesus? That's simple as that. That's what Martha had to answer. And that's, that's for us tonight. And that's for you to answer personally. Have you been spending time with Jesus? Because I think a lot of problems could be sorted out if we spend time with him. A lot of things what we go through could be a lot easier... If we spend time with Jesus. You know, and when we read, we're reading Revelation, and I'll read it to you here. There is such a thing as this. We can serve the Lord and serve the Lord and serve the Lord, but yet Jesus ain't involved in our service. You can run to meetings, you can run witnessing, go and feed the homeless, go visit brothers and sisters, do all that, but yet Jesus still could not be in it. And I'll show you why. In Revelation chapter 2 it says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labour and your patience, and that you cannot bear those who say they are evil. And you have tested those who say that they are apostles and are not, and found them liars. So when you read this, you think, God are doing well. They found out that those that say they're, they're apostles and are not, they're patient people in Christ, they're working hard, but yet he says this. He says this. He says, and you've laid my name, he says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. 
Shall I done all the things what a Christian was meant to do, and yet Jesus weren't involved in it. Jesus weren't involved. And you know, we can get like that. I can, I can preach a word and not have Jesus involved in it. I'm going to have to get me and preach information. But that's why the question is asked to every one of us, have you been spending time with Jesus? Because we're going to find out that's more important than all the rest. Because if we haven't, well, you've got to sort yourselves out. Because it's the main, it's the main one of our Christianity. Because he said straight away, says Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. You know, Martha, Martha, what an excitement. Jesus is coming into my house. I can't wait to serve him. I think if, if the Lord knocked on our front door, I think we'd be more like Martha, wouldn't we? We'd wait on him hand and foot. You sit down, we'll serve you, we'll do this for you and do that. Because who remembers the excitement, the real excitement in your life when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and you went home and you took Jesus Christ into your household? Didn't your own lives change? You know, if, if you was with unsafe people, didn't Jesus bring a change into the home? Whether it's for good or, or hard, but Jesus brings change. But there's nothing more exciting than meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But you know, they don't have to end upon salvation. No excitement to meet with Jesus Christ don't have to end upon salvation. We can have that every day. Spend time with Jesus every day. Do you realise when we pray, we're talking to the King of the universe? When we read his word, he speaks to us and ministers us through his Holy Spirit. Every day we can meet with Christ. Every day say excitement. But you are neglected, and I speak for myself as well, that I can go some days and forget about him. Not to spend that time with Jesus. Get to two o'clock and I think, I haven't even prayed or read his word today. You all been there? Maybe you've done it today. But it's the most important thing. You know, the Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of heaven and all these things to be added to you. We're meant to seek him. Now, when Jesus died upon the cross at Calvary, he brought us back into fellowship with God. Before that, they had to go for an high priest to have fellowship with God. But now we can go straight to the throne room of heaven where there's help, where there's grace in that time of need. But yeah, how much he is neglected amongst us. How much he is neglected. But listen, Martha weren't a bad person. I think Martha, I think, I see myself doing more than what Martha does than what Mary done. Because I've got no problem running. Run the meetings, run visiting, go other outreaches and whatever. I can do that. It's not an hardship. It's an enjoyment to go visit my brother's sister and try and encourage someone. But if Jesus ain't there in it, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because I'm not seeking God's counsel, am I? I've got to seek where Jesus wants, what he wants. He's saying, and look, this is why he says, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And that was it. That's all she done. She was also serving. We find out that she left Mary serving to sit at Jesus' feet. 
See, that's, you know why service? It all begins at the feet of Jesus. You want to know what you want to do for the Lord? You want to know what Jesus Christ has got in store for you? Spend time at the feet of Jesus. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Do you know you're only going to hear his voice if you're talking with him? You're only going to hear it if you're talking with him. It's not like the National Lottery finger that comes out the sky and goes, it's yours. It ain't like that. It's very rarely he does that. But it's fellowship he wants. He's reconciled us back to God. He's brought us back. He wants to speak to us. He wants to direct your life. He wants to direct my life. He wants to change us, transform us. That's what he wants to do. But if we're not spending time at his feet, how's it going to happen? How's it going? It's not going to happen, is it? Because if we're not spending time with Jesus, we're taking in the things of the world and we become more like the world. You spend time with Jesus, you'll be more like Jesus. That's why we've got to ask again, have we been spending that time? Because Mary, it says, it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Do you know what he said there? He said, Martha was distracted with much serving. Now listen, I ain't got nothing against serving. I encourage anyone to go serve the Lord. But Martha's service was so much that she was distracted away from Jesus. That's what it was. And we can all be like that. You know when they say you can run seven meetings a week? You can. But your prayer life's going to suffer. Your time with Jesus is going to suffer. Because this, I love meetings. I've come here tonight. Loads of people in here. Joseph sang on the guitar. Praise the Lord. You know, he's here. Good worship. It's not me playing the guitar. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're like that. You know, good. Love, love church. I hate missing meetings. But if I ain't spent time with God today, what's the point of coming to two meetings a week and praying in here? And that's me prayer life. Feelings are good, but spending time with Jesus Christ is better. Look, and listen, thank the Lord church is full tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus for it. But real church, which is the people, starts when we walk out outside these doors. And it's Monday to Saturday, that's when your true Christianity starts. And that's when spending time with Jesus matters. You know, we can't live off meetings. We've got to live off Jesus Christ. You know, look, I found myself, and this is where I found myself busy, to being too busy for the Lord. Work. Work can make me too busy for the Lord. You know, it does. It's not a bad thing. Work's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to go and provide for my family. But I find if I, if I don't check myself, it takes me off my Bible studies. I'll get home from work and I'm tired. I can't spend that quality time which I should spend with the Lord. It goes here. It affects me. You know, visiting someone, going witnessing, going to church. I can do all these and be distracted. Now, I'm not saying to you, don't come to church. Come to church. But spend time with Jesus at home. 
Because we, we, want, we all want Jesus to transform us in here, don't we? I'm not the only one who thinks that, surely. I want my life changed every day. But we've got to spend that time with him. You know, I think, if you know, we all come up, we all need strengthening, don't we? How many times people come up for prayer and ask for strength? Do you know where you draw your strength from? It's not the pastors of the church. Strength comes direct from him. That's where the strength comes from. I can pray for you. Love to pray for you. No problem. But miss me out and go straight to him. Talk to the king of king, lord, lords. And in the morning, if you're weak, say, Lord, I'm so weak. I don't even think I can manage it through today as a Christian. Give me strength, Lord. The Bible says he loves to give good gifts to his children. He'll give you the strength to give for another day. God's blessings are new every day. But how are we going to receive them if we're not spending the time with him? And all we've got to do is just get on our knees and go, Father in heaven. And there we are before the throne room of grace. That's where we're at. There's nothing better than spending time with him. Pour your heart out to the Lord. There's nothing better. You know, and this is where, sadly, this is where it messes me up. Do you know it? Every decision in our lives should be put before Jesus Christ. It should be put before Jesus Christ. Whether they're major decisions or minor ones. And how many times I thought I was doing something godly, I thought that'd be a good thing to do for the Lord. And it ain't worked out at all. When he has not been in it. Reminds me of the story in Joshua. Weren't they going about conquering all the lands in Joshua? And there's a nearby city. There's a nearby city there. And he said, the men of that city said, look, these Jews have conquered everyone. They've gone about and they're wiping everyone out. We've got to try and trick them. What we do, we dress in rags, we get stale bread, make ourselves look dirty and make out we've come out from a long country and make a covenant with them. And they went there to Joshua and they looked like they come from miles and miles away and told him all these lies. And instead of Joshua seeking the Lord's advice like he'd done every time, he believed them and made a covenant with them that he wouldn't take over their, their, their lands. And when he got to the land he was meant to conquer, it was theirs. And what God had told him to, it was, would have been his, was promised to Abraham, he couldn't take it because he never spent that time with God and was tricked into it. The important decisions. And them important decisions, every decision I make and you make, don't affect just me. They affect my wife, they affect my children, they affect this church and they affect every brother and sister in here. It's so important to spend the time with Jesus. It's so important. You could be in here and you might spend time with him every day. But if he speaks just to me and someone else, praise the Lord. Because in a minute we're going to see why. Because then, look, really she rebukes the Lord, doesn't she? Don't you care, Lord? Don't you care? Have you ever said that? I'm going through this, Lord. Why are you letting this happen to me, Lord? I'm meant to be your child. You ever said that? Fault it? But, look, he's with us whether good or bad. It don't matter what we go through. What she's saying is this. I'm doing all this work and she's doing nothing. 
I've, I've been like that myself. I've been in pre- I've been, I used to go to prayer meetings when I was in another church. And not glorifying the Lord while I was there. I was more worried about the people that weren't there. Or going, or we go witnessing. Yeah, mate. Going witnessing. There's only four of us here. Church has got 200 people in it. I was more focused on them than Jesus Christ. What I needed to do was put my focus on Jesus Christ and not worry about what everyone else is doing. Because what did Jesus say to Peter? In a, when he restored Peter, when he said to Peter, you know, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, do you love me, Peter? Once Jesus tells Peter, you know, what he's got to do, how Peter's going to die, then Peter turns around to the Apostle John and goes, well, Lord, what's going to happen about him? You've told me what's going to happen about me. What about the Apostle John? And you know what Jesus said? What's that got to do with you? If he remains until I come, come back, what's he got to do with you? And that's the same rebuke you say to us. Every time I look at someone else and grumble because if they're not doing what I'm doing, what's he got to do with me? I've got one master. You've got one master. And that's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You know, and I speak for me and Joseph in here. We've got different ministries, right? If I'm doing something for the Lord, I'm not looking at Joseph to whether he's doing it or not. I'll get direction of the Lord for what he's got in store for my ministry. Joseph's the same. He don't look at me and go, Dick or Johnny, not doing nothing. He don't say that because it's to what God's leading him to do. We've got to stop focusing on what others are doing. Focus on what Jesus Christ has called you to do. What he's called me to do. That's how we transform the outside world. Instead of grumbling against one another. Moaning that this one's not doing that, that one's not doing that. No. Lord, you've called me to do this. And I'm going to do it to the best that I can for you. And that's how we transform. That's how we transform. But this is how much Eric got her. Listen to Jesus' reply. This is at what service? Um, just, ser- just service and know Jesus gets someone. The last verse he says, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. What was it? What happened to her? She was worried and troubled about many things. All that service that Martha done, it made her anxious and troubled. That's the difference between spending time with Jesus and not spending time with him. That's the difference. Mary was a servant, spent time with Jesus' feet. Martha just served. And that's the difference there. The Bible says, cast all our anxieties upon him because he cares for you. That's what the Bible says. That's all Martha had to do. Jesus said, come to me all ye burdened and are heavy laden and find rest for your souls. How'd you get the rest for your souls? Spend time with Jesus. Pour your heart out to him. But we must spend that needed time because that's what he said. He said this, he said, but one thing is needed. He didn't say the service is needed, did he? What did he say was needed? It was spending time with him. And it was a requirement. Needed is a requirement. I'll ask you three simple questions. 
you can answer these. Do you need to drink water? Yeah? Why do you just need to drink water? <coughs> to live. Do you just need to eat food? Why do you need to eat food? Do you need to breathe? Them things are needed. Just as those essential things for you live a physical life are needed for you to live. For you to live in Jesus Christ, you need to spend time with Him. That's the only way. If we're not going to spend that needed time with Him, forget about it. You won't last. You won't finish the race. Because He's our very... Look, the Bible says He holds mine and your breath in His very hands. That's what He has. The very spiritual food that we need, which is Christ, He has. He's there for every heartbreak, every sorrow, every good time, every happy time, every joyous time He's there. But we need to spend time with Him. It's a requirement. And this is encouraging us tonight. This ain't a rebuke, one encourages. There's nothing better than to spend time with Jesus Christ. What better is there? Listen, if you're married in here, you love your other your other halves to death. Better not patch on Jesus Christ, amen. And I know Mary agree with that, because she think the same as me. There's nothing better than Jesus Christ. You see? And that's my encouragement tonight. Jesus said Mary chose the good part. The good part. Mary was a servant. Don't think she wasn't. But she chose the good part. And every time you go on from me and you see Mary in the scriptures, you see her at Jesus' feet. The raising of Lazarus, she was at the feet of Jesus. Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother, my brother would have lived, Lord, if you'd have been here. Don't worry, I'll take care of that. Lazarus, come forth. Next time we see her, there she is at the feet of Jesus with the alabaster jar, washing his feet, act of worship. I think Mary gets it a lot more than what we get it, doesn't she? She gets it. But you know what? If your prayer life stinks, if it ain't been good, if you think, I wish my prayer life was better, do you know the best time to start? You know when you get home tonight? Spend time with Jesus. We all have our ups and downs in Christianity. Sometimes my prayer life is unbelievable. Sometimes I find it a burden sometimes to even get on my knees and pray. But we have to. Because if Jesus says it's needed, it's 100% needed. So I encourage us. It's only a rebuke. Take it from me. This is definitely not a rebuke to tonight. It's an encouragement. Your souls, your souls in this place, and the most important thing here, your eternal destiny is the most important thing for you. And the difference is this. If Jesus ain't involved in it, there's only one place you're going to go. Because you cannot last a race without Jesus Christ in it. You can't last. But if you're not a Christian in this place, you know, Jesus Christ, we talk about this Jesus, he done a great thing. The Bible says that every man and woman that's ever lived is a sinner. And they've all done wrong. They've all lied. The Bible says everyone's lied. They've stolen things. They've had hatred, bad faults. And the Bible says on judgment day, when every man or woman's got to stand before him, 
All these things are going to be played out. The secret things that you thought no one would know. Jesus, it's going to be played out. You know, and the Bible says that there's judgment coming for those that haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, their Lord and Saviour. And the Bible says that that hell waits the sinner. But there's good news. The judgment might be coming for that. But the good news is that Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, came and lived a perfect life, shed his blood for the sins of the world, for my wrongdoing, your wrongdoing, died upon a cross at Calvary, and three days later rose from death unto life. Now the Bible says that if you repent of your sins, that means you're willing to turn from your sin, going in that direction, and so I'm going to follow you, Lord Jesus, and ask for forgiveness of your sins, and ask him into your heart to be your Lord and Saviour. You'll be born again. You'll be going to heaven and you will have eternal life. It's just a simple prayer away. And it's that we ain't a club. We don't want your money. You don't even have to come here. You can go to a different church. But what we want is for you to have Jesus Christ. That's all we want you to have. Amen. Let's pray.